Hi, this is Jane. And this is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Today we're recording from the double R. And, uh, you know, we're just sitting here with our logs. And it's kind of a <laughs> slow day in the double R. <laughs> our logs and some pie. Yeah. <laughs> Eating some cherry pie. Um, today we're reviewing season two, episode six, Demons. It was directed by Leslie Linka Gladder and written by Mark Frost, David Lynch, Harley Payton, and Robert Ingalls. Wow. And the episode summary from TV.com is that James saves the girls from a tormented Harold. Cooper brings Audrey back home, and Bobby and Shelley learn that their insurance plans have backfired. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Who could have predicted that? I know. <laughs> um. So the Log Lady intro for this episode is, Sometimes we want to hide from ourselves. We do not want to be us. It is too difficult to be us. It is at these times that we turn to drugs or alcohol or behavior to help us forget what we are, that we are ourselves. This, of course, is only a temporary solution to a problem which is going to keep returning. And sometimes these temporary solutions are worse for us than the original problem. Yes, it is a dilemma. Is there an answer? Of course there is. A wise person said with a smile, the answer is within the question. Oh, no. <laughs> the answer so log lady. is within the question. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. That, that is really funny. Um, well, what does that mean? I don't know what that last part means, but the rest of it makes me think of the ending of this episode. Uh, go on. With the one-eyed man, and he's... I mean, the last time we saw him as well, a couple episodes ago, he was taking some kind of drug. And in this episode, he wanted to take his drug, but the police officers wouldn't let him. Mm -hmm. And therefore, a spirit inhabited his body. So, like, is that what he was trying to not let happen from not taking the drugs? Mm. So that's like a very literal reading of that last sentence. The answer is within the question because literally uh, the question, I guess, like in this scenario is hiding from yourself. Mm -hmm. And the answer is, well, once you stop hiding from yourself, you realize that the person within you is like the answer to the problem, I guess. Yeah. I don't like, know. Literally. Yeah, yeah literally the in this in this episode. <laughs> himself is has all the answers. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess we can get back to that later. <laughs> I always feel bad talking about the ending first, but I guess <laughs> if you're listening, you've already watched it. Right. Yeah. It's not that bad. I think spoilers are fine. Okay. Audrey's back. I know. Yes. And oh she's my not God. on drugs. I'm so excited. She speaks. She speaks again. Yeah, she speaks. We heard her beautiful voice. <laughs> God, finally. I know. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Coop saves Audrey. Coop and Hawk and Harry. Um, Harry does like nothing though. <laughs> um, and she's super sleepy. She barely can speak. Um, her and her father, Ben, have like a very stilted reunion in which they're both kind of talking in double meaning. Um, it's actually really interesting, that conversation. Where they're both kind of like threatening each other, but they're talking really sweetly to each other. Yeah. But you can tell, I mean, Cooper is watching it happen and you can tell neither of them are being real. Yeah. Um, 
but it is a little scary because she ends the the conversation she's like still very sick and he's going to take her home she ends the conversation asking if cooper can take her home and cooper i mean and uh, her dad says oh you know what well the three of us can drive together i know i wonder what's gonna happen on that car ride it's a little scary that she is obviously like kind of afraid to be alone with her dad or at least wants a moment alone with cooper to kind of go over what she found out yeah well and he obviously doesn't want that he doesn't want her and cooper alone for yeah more but it seemed a little ominous it made me a little scared for her well yeah i mean just the moment where they first show that her father is visiting her like this really eerie music starts playing yeah it's so creepy they have some intense music cues in this episode yeah they're like i noticed it so much more than normal Mm mm-hmm yeah they wrap up maddie's storyline well so we think yeah in this episode yeah um oh well i guess we should talk about how it starts <laughs> oh yeah wait laugh because <laughs> um, it, it it picked the episode picked up right where it left off which was well pretty traumatic um donna and maddie are in harold's house and he's like basically has that claw gardening tool mm-hmm. and he's like threatening to kill them Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and okay so i looked at it again it did not look like he had blood on his cheek it looked like maybe dirt this time Oh. But I swear it was red in the last episode. No, I definitely think it's blood. Okay, but it doesn't... Also, it doesn't look indented. It looks like it's on top of his skin. Yeah, it looks pretty fake. So, I don't know if that's yeah. just... Like, they did a bad job or... Right. Okay. I thought I found new information, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, James runs in and saves them. Um. James and Donna reunite. They're, like, in love again, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and Maddie sees this and you can tell she's a little miffed. Um, James convinces Donna to tell the, the sheriff about the diary, which is like huge. Hopefully they go and find it. Yeah. Um, but within all this, it kind of ends the whole love triangle of James, Donna and Maddie. Yeah. And Maddie even, well, I don't know if, yeah, Maddie and James meet and she tells him how she's leaving and they kind of talk about like things that have happened and they talk about James and Donna and Maddie even kind of says like, you know, like you guys are meant to be together. And she tells him that she's leaving. And yeah. And for that whole entire conversation, they're playing the theme song of Twin Peaks. Yeah. And it's really that was loud. The first time. Yeah. Yeah. That is the first time they played it during an episode during like, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Or at least, I don't know. First, like, very noticeable time. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's maybe because they're wrapping up Donna's, I mean, not Donna, Maddie's story? So it's like a bookend type thing? Maybe. that. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. When the scene started, I was like, oh, this is odd. They never use this music for anything. Yeah, because they started from the beginning of the song. It felt like we were, like, starting the show and entering the credits. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like it means something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Maddie's gone. I wonder where that, I don't know. I wonder where that leaves us. I kind of forgot that she just came for the funeral. Yeah. She's <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, we also get an update on Leo, Bobby, and Shelly. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, so Leo and Shelly kind of stop. They realize how much money they're going to get for, I mean, not Leo, sorry. Bobby and Shelly realize how much money they're going to get for taking care of leo and it's much less than they expected yeah they thought they were um, going to get five thousand a month and their check is for 700 for the month it's crazy yeah and shelly is supposed to quit her job she said she already um, did quit it 
Oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, that really sucks. I mean, she could easily get it back at the diner, yeah, but I could. think that might be a that might be like a regulation of how much money they get. Mm-hmm. Oh, as if they're not working. That, yeah, because they're yes. the full time help, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we also get a scene of Leo groaning, like while they're having this conversation, mm-hmm. which is really freaky. I mean, it just looks like he's about to come alive, like Frankenstein. I am so scared of him. Yeah, me too. There's a scene of them like making out right in front of him. <laughs> that scene is horrifying. It's like it's like a horror movie, and he kind yeah. of looks down directly at them and Shelly sees it directly at Shelly yeah it's so scary and she freaks out and she's like he moved and yeah that scene is really scary like eh, like the whole any scene with the three of them I was just like on edge because I thought he was gonna pop up and like have a knife I just I don't know it's just really scary but then it's also like okay so if he is active if his brain is working then what is he waiting for like he's obviously had a bunch of moments where they've been alone I'm sure Mm mm-hmm so what is it that he wants? I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's waiting. I don't know. Maybe he's waiting for the whole murder thing to blow over. That's true. He did just get away with, like, he's not fit to be on trial. Right. So maybe he should be in prison for that. Oh, my God. That's it's brilliant. So creepy. No. Yeah, because if he was well uh, enough and if he thought that there was a chance that he might not stand trial because he was, like, a vegetable and he's playing along with that. I love Bobby in, like, all these situations. I feel like he just, like, takes nothing seriously, and I really like it. He's a little brat. <laughs> I love him. I like when they have the party, and they're, like, making out, and they're drinking, and they have, like, a party hat on Leo. Mm-hmm. And then Leo moves, and Shelly freaks out, and Bobby starts, like, apologizing to Leo. Yeah. But he's obviously not taking it seriously. He's like, oh, my God, man, I'm so sorry. Like, we just thought we wanted to make you comfortable and, like, familiar. Doc Hayward said that you need some familiar stimulus. So we figured, what the hell? Kazoos. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that they're throwing this welcome home party for him and they've taken it pretty seriously they like got a cake they wrote it out they've got all these decorations and yeah i know sometimes before this these types of scenes start in the show i like to like imagine what it looked like you know 10 minutes prior just like them decorating and like <laughs> taking this really seriously buying a cake oh my gosh that's pretty <laughs> funny yeah Ooh, so i don't know something's coming from leo because of the heebie-jeebies i know um we also get an update on ed and nadine a little one yeah it's kind of like the same things that we've seen before just letting us know that it's still going on that she's still acting like she's in high school she's i just i she's still just like hilarious to me i think she's so funny i think she's doing that part so well she almost sounds like she's not 18, though. She sounds like she's, like, a child at this point. Well, she seems like an immature 18-year-old. Or maybe, like, a, like a freshman or a sophomore. But. That's true. That's true. Um, I think in lieu of um, in lieu of Andy and... Help me. Lucy. Lucy. Um, I think they're using them as, like, the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, they even do, like, a little slapstick where she kind of... She kicks, she punches him between the, in the groin. Wait, Andy and um, Lucy? And no, Ed and Nadine. Oh, okay. Like, because Andy and Lucy Oh, because they're not episode, in this episode. You know? They're using them as the comic relief for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. Because it's not really, like, yeah, it's not really any new information. It's just kind of showing us what we already know. And, yeah, then she, like, punches him in the stomach with her super strength. and Right. Like, she's <laughs> just doing, like, a joking little punch, but it's obviously, like, a debilitating punch. 
Hearts. <laughs> yeah. One. I'm just curious what this is going to turn into because it starts like Andy and Lucy started out as this like little slapstick like oh they're mad at each other and whatever. It's like very cute and then it turned into like this whole thing. I'm just curious where this is going to lead. I feel like it's yeah. going to be something more serious. Yeah. Mm. Um. So we also made a new character. Gordon Cole. Do you know who that is, Jane? Yes. Oh, darn. <laughs> Why do we always like to find out information that the other person I don't know. know? It's like we're competing. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, he's been on the show before. He was like the voice. Yeah. Um, I think this is the uh, first time that he's the, like, he's we see him, fa- his face. Yeah. yeah. So David Lynch plays the part of Cooper's boss, Gordon, who yeah. is hard of hearing and is just constantly yelling and can't have a private <laughs> conversation. It's pretty funny. I love how Harry, well, um, I love how so Cooper and his supervisor go into a room to have a private conversation, and Harry comes in at some point. And he's like, "Everyone can hear you," and like basically, yeah. he just, like walks in, like, "I might as well join you." Yeah, he's like, "We can hear everything." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part is funny. Um, and the first thing that he says to Cooper is Cooper, um, Gordon Cole. He says, "Cooper, you remind me today of a small Mexican Chihuahua." Oh yeah, that was so random. Yeah, it was so random that even Cooper pointed it out. He's like, "So what is this talk about a small Mexican Chihuahua? Like, why did you say right. that?" <laughs> They never explain it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think he, he says, like, it looks like you have a little bit of bags under your eyes, and I just don't want to, I don't want you to get over your head again. And then he makes a reference to another job in which Cooper also got injured. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, I don't know, there's a past there that we don't, we obviously don't know about. Yeah. And he delivers a message, a letter that was sent to Cooper um, with, uh, just the letters is it P dash K four, which is like a chess move. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that. I'm glad that they told I didn't us know that in either. the show. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what. Do you have any idea what that's referring to? Or I feel like this was just kind of random. It seems like it's well, chess is like a very strategic game in which you're trying to take down the other person. It's sort of like your move. I don't know. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Unless it's like it's like a thing that they used to do together is play chess but i wonder i have no idea who sent it um i think that it was his old partner the one that went okay to a mental institute See, i don't know how i feel about because yeah i thought it was something that had to do with uh like cooper's past i don't know how i feel about them bringing in this past storyline that has nothing to do with anybody else or the town or anything like there, it's yeah, like, being like another small little mystery what okay yes i agree with you and also like three episodes ago cooper got a message from space and like oh. never oh. been discussed again i forgot about that <laughs> i i don't know i like these little things i feel like are they're just gonna pepper them in and then they're gonna tie them all together i think i hope so and it's I think it's probably going to feel ridiculous unless they do a really good job about it. Like, I, just, I think it's probably going to feel like... Yeah. Mm, it just reminds know. me, you know, last week we were talking about other television shows that compared to Twin Peaks or that have, like, been inspired by Twin Peaks. And mm-hmm. one of them was Lost. Did you watch that show, Lost? Yeah. And it's just... I just remember... I just... I hope that this doesn't actually turn out like Lost because in Lost they threw in so many random things and you're like, oh, they're going to do something amazing and tie them all together. But they just... Didn't, didn't and they just didn't answer a lot of things and I, I just I don't want to be disappointed like that again it was so disappointing <laughs> yeah I know I think that's m- the main show that most people are disappointed by like that's a perfect example for that type of 
writing because mm-hmm. I think that's like the perfect example of oh this show had such good expectations it was made so well and it really made you trust it yeah and then it just went on for nine seasons and it never answered anything and by the end of it people were like okay well I hate this now <laughs> like I hate it so much I hate it more than a regular mediocre show yeah you know because I loved it so much and it like betrayed my trust my god I can't believe it went on for nine seasons I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I think Twin Peaks at least won't get that far, but it probably, it very well could have. Yeah, because only after two seasons, if I'm like already starting to have those feelings, I can't even imagine what, it would be nine seasons later of Twin Peaks. Yeah. I mean, they've already gone like out to space, like they stretch the limits so much. It's like, what? Right. I don't even know. <laughs> we're, in, yeah. we're doing, dealing with demons now, spirits, you know, it's just everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we also get a little update on Josie and um well she almost kind of wraps up her storyline too yeah because she's about to leave as well yeah people yeah. are starting to leave the town yeah it's kind of crazy like never happens no one leaves twin no peaks. one leaves even cooper yeah he's <laughs> um so it shows that it opens up on her having just had sex with jonathan well so. the, the way that they did it was so I don't creepy. know. Yeah, it was creepy. It was interesting. I felt like it was a little different for the show because they just they showed a close up of him buckling up his belt on his pants, mm-hmm. and then they show a woman laying on the uh, couch uh, with her dress half undone, and then you realize mm-hmm. it's Josie, and then you like right. don't know the, who the man is, and then they show that it's Jonathan. Very rapey. Yeah, it kinda. felt. Yeah, it felt. It was very uncomfortable. Just yeah. the way they showed it. Very so, <laughs> rapey. Yeah, because she's laying <laughs> on her stomach and like, oh, God. Yeah. You know what else is weird? So Jonathan and Josie are talking about how she has to leave. She's done with her job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But she's like, I don't want to leave. I need my money from Ben mm-hmm. that he owes me. And it's like millions of dollars. So they're kind of arguing. There's such weird blocking in this scene. There, She's like, like she moves towards the door. And Jonathan grabs her, and then he, like, turns her around, and he has her, his hands on her neck. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking, and she kind of, like, turns around, and she puts her hand on him. And then, the, again, they, like, both switch places again. He puts her hands on her neck again. It just, like, keeps switching back and forth, and it's really weird blocking. And both of their hands are, like, like it's a close-up on their faces, but their hands are constantly in the frame, like, yeah. moving from neck to neck. It, it, was, it was really weird. It felt really exaggerated. Yeah. It was really odd. Like, it was really soap opera I guess. Yeah. But it felt extra odd for me. I don't know. Something about it, like, touched me. Yeah, up. no, it was weird. Oddly. It, like, drew more attention to, like, the fact that they were putting their hands on their necks and kind of, like, threatening each other. But, yeah, it was just very – it was very over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Josie says goodbye to Harry. They basically break up. Oh, that was sad because I – like, I didn't think that she cared about anyone, and she actually kind of showed that she does care about Harry. It seemed like yeah. it, because when Jonathan threatened to kill, Jonathan threatened to kill Harry if she didn't leave to Hong Kong tonight, and she was really mm-hmm. upset about it, and she's like, he has, she doesn't know anything, and she's getting upset, and she was upset when she was saying goodbye to him, and yeah. And then Harry tells her he loves her. <laughs> oh. He says it in <laughs> such a Harry way, though. He's like, I love you. <laughs> like, he's such a, like, jock. Yeah, and like, of course she doesn't say anything back and just runs out the door. But Josie, Josie I Josie. love you. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> just like a puppy. <laughs> oh, um, 
So the last. Also with Josie. Well, she. Let me see. I thought another funny scene was when Josie goes to see Ben to get her money. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, keep like (laughs) holding up keys like in front of their face. Like, well, I have this safety security box with all your secrets. And I have this key to the safe with all your secrets. It's just so silly. I don't. It made me laugh so hard. I loved that scene. I know. Me too. It was so good. Um. Yeah, so they keep holding up keys, and then it ends with, like, they keep threatening each other. They're going back and forth, and they're getting closer and closer, and then it ends with them giving each other these, like, huge fake smiles an inch apart. It was oh, so yeah. good. I forgot about that. I love that. And it looked it's really like ugly. On them making... Josie looked really ugly. Yeah. She's smiling <laughs> so hard. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've ever seen Josie like that, because she's always, like, very serious and she's always putting on an act and she looks so pretty and perfect and she was so silly. She's like very put together. Yeah. Yeah. She's very put together otherwise. Yeah. And then she leaves and like as she's leaving Ben is like Josie and she's like what? And turns around he's like well played. (laughs) I still think he's going (laughs) to screw her over. Like that checks in a bounce or something. So I don't trust it. Yeah. He gave it up too easy. Yeah. I don't don't trust it at all. I don't think she's... And it's like $6 million or something? Yeah, $5 million. Oh, let me just write you a check for $5 million. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> that probably is not a real check. Way too easy. And then... Yeah. Is it right after she leaves that uh, Ben meets with Leland, I think? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, he wants to bring Leland back into the company. He tells Leland, like, come on, you have to be serious. And Leland's like sort of distracted and pulling out fur from this that was so random and then he like puts it in his yeah. pocket <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and leland is like come on listen to me i mean uh ben is like listen to me and he asks him like a serious question and leland rattles off our, all this like business stuff like a really good answer yeah. and he seems really coherent and professional and smart and, it, like, it seems like they're back in business, basically, together. Yeah. It, it um, just made me forget then, how, like, I forgot how shady Leland is or how, he like, he could be. He has to be because he's mean, yeah. partners with the mm-hmm. two shadiest people. I mean, we've yeah. seen him away from Ben for so long, but there's so much that we don't know. And it just, like, reminded me that, like, oh, like, Leland's probably just as shady as he is. And I forgot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, there's another scene where Leland is singing, and Ben kind of tries to stop it, and then Leland forces them to sing together and dance together, and you could just tell he's still not quite right. Yeah, he's not 100% there. Leland has this crazy obsession with music. Yeah, he really does, with dancing and singing. And he, I mean, he mm-hmm. must be in a better place, because before, anytime anything had to do with dancing or singing, he would just start crying. And now he's right. like into it, but that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. He's he is doing better. It seems like <laughs> he's doing better, but yeah, he could break at um, any moment. It feels like. Yeah, he's yeah. So fragile. So, do you want to talk about the end of the episode? Okay. Yeah. So, at the end of the episode with the one-armed man. Yeah. That we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they brought him into the police station. Harry and Cooper and Cooper's boss, Gordon. Is anyone else there? Mm, I don't think so. 
Well, they're no, I don't think so. Maybe Hawk. Maybe and maybe Hawk too. Yeah, and they're all they've brought him down because they know that he has an answer, um, some answers about um, about Bob, the person that they've printed on the flyers and that they're trying to get information about. And we talked about how they wouldn't let him take his medicine, and then a spirit inhibits his body, and the spirit that inhibits his body is Mike, who is mm-hmm. the person that. Cooper saw in his dream like way back in season one that told him that Bob was the killer or something. Do you remember that? And it's a little fuzzy, but Mm -hmm. that's who the spirit is that is talking through the one-eyed man's body. Right. And I thought Mike, I thought the one-armed man's name was Mike up until then. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Because I I thought it was like Mike and Bob. Um, and he had a tattoo of Bob on his arm. And so I was like, oh, well, that must be mm-hmm. Mike. I don't know. Um, but they question him about Bob and he says he has had this English accent, um, which is very common when you're trying to make someone sinister. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he says, Bob is my familiar, um, which like that. Have you heard of that term before? Not really. But what is, is that it, like, like his friend? No. Well, to me, the first thing that I thought of is like in Harry Potter, I guess is the best <laughs> example of this. Your familiar is like when you do that spell at the end of like one of the books in Harry Potter that he learns and he does it and everyone has a different animal. Oh. You know? Like that's your familiar. It's like your spirit animal or Something like your like, more to be an animal. But well, that makes sense for yeah. like the spirit and the an actual human body right like being the familiar yeah. but if mike is a spirit and if he says bob is his familiar that wouldn't it mean bob is an actual person yeah that's but true I, that's I thought good logic that it seemed like bob was i mean after i watched this episode i was like oh bob's definitely a spirit and then oh. well that's what i thought but then i wasn't sure because then he said when they show the picture of Bob, this, uh, this Mike says, like, this is his true form. Like, not many see it. Right. So maybe he's a human but can also inhibit other bodies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, I think a couple episodes back, I was like, I think maybe Bob inhibits people. Mm-hmm. So, like, he inhibited Laura and he, like, got her to do all this crazy stuff. He maybe has inhibited Harold, and that's why he's so, like, off. Yeah. And m- maybe he inhibited Leland the night that Leland killed uh, Jacques. Jacques. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, all, like, because those things, those things that those people did are these, like, mysterious evil things. Whereas, like, Jacques or Leo, they're, like, doing things that are bad, but they're doing it, like, for money. Like, for obvious yeah. reasons. Money, drugs, etc. They're not just, like, mysteriously going around and killing people. And, like, and, have like, this darkness take over them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to me at the time. And it's, like, this, again, like, kind of was, like, oh, maybe that's what that is? Like, he is but just this like thing that's kind of traveled. Demon, spirit, something like that. But. Yeah. I'm not sure. But then, hmm. That would make everything make more sense. But they, they haven't confirmed that yet either. And then the last thing that he says is he's in a wooden house surrounded by trees oh yeah where many live 
Um, and and Cooper is like he's in the Great Northern Northern mm-hmm. the hotel. Um, so, but then I was like, I feel like more things can be described like that than just the hotel. But in but I guess, Twin Peaks, <laughs> no, I know. But in in Twin Peaks too, I was thinking like, oh, the log cabin, like that's more surrounded by trees than the Great Northern is. Well, it's surrounded by I trees, know. and it would it fits the description the most where where like many many well, many yeah. souls are. Right, um, that's true. I don't know, but when he said that, I just immediately thought of Ben. Like, I just feel like it would all point to Ben. Yeah, and then he says, well, during the conversation, he says, few can see his true face, the gifted and the damned. And we know who the gifted are. The gifted are, you know, Laura's mom, Cooper, um, Madeline. Um, and then the damned, I think, are people who are taken over by him. So it's oh, like Laura... Or, and but so that would mean that Leland it would make sense that Leland was taken over by him because he's seen him mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know I, I thought that made sense too mm-hmm. and then Madeline she has a conversation in this episode where she talks about how she used to be able to feel things that Laura felt mm-hmm. or see them even and it made me feel like well maybe that's why she saw him is because Laura saw him oh because they're so connected in that way because they're so connected. Yeah, because she was the only one that ever saw them out of... It was just Laura, right? It was just Madeline and Laura's mom. Yeah, and Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like Cooper's gifted, Laura's mom and Madeline are connected. Yeah. To Laura. I don't know. And they're yeah. like the innocent ones too. They're the ones that... Right. Hmm. Right. I don't know. So that's interesting. It, it it kind of added a lot of interesting thoughts, I think. Yeah, it like makes more sense, but it's still kind of out there at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that's all I've got that I wanted to talk about this episode. Do you have anything um, else? Yeah, so there's also a scene where Ben has dinner with Mr. Tohomora, which is, which oh, is yeah. Ka- like Catherine in disguise. Um, they just yeah. kind of talk about their, you know, like the business and their kind of deal. Um, and then mm-hmm. when Ben gets up to go kind of stop and then join Leland in singing, um, Pete is at the bar. So, and then he's right. next to Mr. Tohomore at the bar and Pete's like trying to be friendly and like asking him questions and tries to buy him a drink. And it's just like Mr. Tohomore is kind of rude to him, which is kind of colds and I don't know, it's just a weird scene because you're just like, yeah. oh, like, it's Pete and Catherine and she doesn't show, like, right. the character doesn't show any, like, any sign of any, any remorse. remorse. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No so emotion. Cold. Yeah. That kind of made me sad. It's so sad. It's really heartbreaking. And Pete's just, like, being a nice guy. Like, he doesn't even know who I this know. person is. He's just yeah. like, buy a drink. friendly, like, small town just being guy. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pete is such a little sweetie. Sweetie Petey. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That that scene was really interesting. But, I don't know. I'm kind of... I just don't like Tohomora. Because I'm like, I know it's Catherine. Just, like, take off the disguise. So I didn't even write down my notes. <laughs> yeah, I like I hope something good comes out of it because I'm just like, okay, like 
like how long is this gonna play along i feel like there were a lot of things in this episode that were like the same information that we already know um right i don't know i mean it wasn't as eventful obviously like we did get some new information with the one-armed man and mike and bob and obviously like audrey being rescued is huge like she's back now but i don't know just kind of wasn't too eventful it wasn't yeah it really wasn't especially after they showed this whole episode um the episode before last they showed like storm is coming and like this last episode like kind of had you know aftermath of the storm but nothing really huge it just feels like they ramped up and then nothing happened yeah the show kind of always feels like it's ramping up Mm -hmm. doesn't it yeah like building like you're like oh my god leland yeah, always, and then it just never. It has these ups hits, and downs, and... kind of. Yeah. Maybe the season's too long, because the first one is only nine episodes, and it was like a pretty solid first season. How many episodes are in this season? Like twenty-two. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, more than double. Like that's crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's such a huge difference. It's like it may they may as well made it three seasons, but I guess they just got what they could because they yeah. were probably on the brink of getting canceled. That's crazy yeah. that the second season um, is two times as long as the first season. Yeah, I know. It's really like, crazy. I can't really at this point I can't really imagine so what we're in episode six? We're only in episode six of season two. I just I can't mm-hmm. imagine all of the stuff all the stuff that could happen for what is it? <laughs> However many more episodes, 14 more episodes, 16 more episodes that we have to watch. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I can't yeah. even, I don't, I, maybe, like, I'm, like, starting to see, like, maybe why it got, I don't even want to say that yet. Canceled? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I just, like, if they're still kind of on this same area, like, 16 episodes yeah. from now. Like, that's kind of a lot. Who knows? Maybe they'll, They like, have think- so much to talk about. But don't you feel like they have a lot to talk about? Like... Yeah, but then I'm like, I, if you have so much to talk about, I don't, then why do you keep wasting time with, like, repeating the same information? Well, right. I agree with you. Like they did in this episode. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, they could agree. have gone... Instead of going... Instead of going back to maybe, like, Nadine and Ed or going back to... I don't know who else, but um, like they could have showed back at One Eyed Jacks, or they could have, I don't know. I just maybe this episode just didn't move along as much for me. So as of next episode, we're going to be halfway through the show. We're going to be at our as halfway next point. Yeah, because uh, there's 30 episodes total. Um, oh, oh, for eight. the whole show. Okay. Yeah, there's eight in the first season, and then 22 in the second. And next episode, we're going to be at our midpoint. So that'll be interesting to like kind of evaluate. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of doing it now, but I don't know. I feel like a lot more can happen. We'll see. Okay. Um, All right, Jane, do you have a killer of the week? Uh, The question you hate the most. (laughs) Um, Geez, I don't know. Um, um, I think I'm going to say... uh, one-armed man <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting choice no i'm that's a good choice 
Thank you. Thank you. What about you? Because hmm. now if we're thinking about, yeah, Bob inhibiting someone. Yeah. Then I have narrowed it down to a few selects. And I want to say Leland. Leland. Okay. It's a good <laughs> one. his father. And back yeah, to him. Yeah, it's him. He's seen Bob. He is evil as hell. He hangs out with evil people. He killed someone already, so we know he's a murderer. Yeah, so he's been taken over already. And now that I think about it more, the fact that Leland saw Bob when he was, like, younger. Mm-hmm. And then they went and checked out that lead, and nobody named Bob lived in that um, neighboring cabin to his grandfather. Right. Like, it just makes me think that, like, only he saw him. So he was kind of maybe, you know, Bob has been around maybe possibly taking over him or, like, being this dark figure, spiritual figure in his life for a while. Totally. I agree with you. Yeah. That's scary. Poor Leland. And the darkness went to Laura. I have no sympathy for Leland. Mm, for a little bit. They did spend a good amount of time making us feel really bad for him and making him seem really pathetic. Which that's makes true. me think that he's the killer even more. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. I've like never really liked him. Even in his really good moments, I'm like, oh, you're great. But then he like turns around so quickly into being like either really weird or really like unstable, basically. Unstable is mm. what he seems like to me. I'm still, like, entertained by his character, so I like him. Un- understandable. What is your favorite character this week? Favorite character? Hmm. Let me think. Do you have one? Um, no. <laughs> no, you don't have a favorite um, character. I didn't pick one yet. Uh, let's see. I'll go Gordon Cole. Yeah, he's a good one. He's a, David you know, Lynch. one of the few newcomers that come in this town. He's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. Yeah, David Lynch did a good job acting. And very entertaining. He um, personally picked out the director to direct him this episode. Oh, interesting. Leslie Linka Gladder. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, what do you say? I'll probably pick. Oh, um, go ahead. I'll probably pick Maddie. Oh, nice. Like a bittersweet. She was really good. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I like that. I hope she gets yeah. out of there alive. I know. I, I. It's like, I almost don't believe anything anyone says. It's I like, know. well, Maddie says she's leaving, but who knows? And she <laughs> seems to have a good head on her shoulders and, you know. Yeah, she does. She acted very sweetly. Yeah. Um. There was no log lady this episode, <sighs> which is upsetting. But it's okay because we're, we're substituting, you know. We're hanging out in the double R right now. With some pie. That's some probably logs. where she's been all episode. Do they even go to the double R this episode? No. No. Yeah. So they would have seen us. She is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would have seen us I and know. they would have seen her. Could have been in the show. Ugh. God damn it. They, it's like they always miss us. It's kind of weird. In the wrong right? place at the like, wrong time. Every time. And it's the town's not that big. We're very unlucky. Um, Was there any discussion of food? Oh, I know. Well... Do you have anything? The one I'm thinking of is when Harry and Cooper are drinking the coffee together. Aw. Oh, and it was in a moment I forgot to talk about. It was in like a moment where Cooper was kind of upset and frustrated with himself and he was opening up and he said, what did he say? He's like, I violated my professional code and people got hurt and 
And it's just like really sweet and sad and cute. And then yeah. um, Harry like poured them coffee and tried to make him feel better. And it was like a sweet moment. Yeah. Yeah, he said sometimes he focuses on the details too much and he just needs to look at the big picture. And, you know, oh, at, yeah. at the end of the day, they saved Audrey. Yeah. And, yeah, so um, he's being a good friend. Yeah, he was giving good advice and consoling him. Mine was when they're having the party for Leo and then Bobby, while trying to, like, cheer him up after they think that he's maybe awake, he slaps him on the back and Leo falls into the cake in front of him. I totally forgot about and that. And then he's like... Yeah. And then Bobby's like picking cake out of his eye sockets, like, you know, like trying to clean up his face, but he's just yeah. like wiping his hand. And then he's like, at least we didn't light the candles yet. Just <laughs> like, oh, right. oh, oh well. That's pretty funny. So goofy. <laughs> um, what was your moose head of the week? I think mine was the moment when Leland was like picking the fur off of the dead stuffed like fox or whatever it was and then puts it in his pocket. Yeah, so that one was good. random, just so weird. But you know what? I feel like there were a few too many moose heads in this episode. There were a good um, amount. Yeah, and it's almost like the episodes are really good when there's a balance. There's a balance of like a little bit of slapstick, a little bit of moose head, a lot of drama, mm-hmm. and like a lot of good lines. And when they go in one direction or the other is when we're both like, meh, it was not that good of an episode. Yeah, and I that's feel like true. this one might have been too much like goofy, like not that much substance, not that much got resolved or Very answered. True. Yeah. But uh, after, you know, saying that, <laughs> I still did have a moose head this episode. Mine was when um, we already talked about this, but when Josie and Ben are meeting and they do like the key exchange and at the very end they do like the big like Grinch smiles at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> that's really funny. I love that scene. Uh, it was just really like it was nice to see two very evil characters be so goofy and like funny with each other yeah that was pretty funny that's a good one yeah it's like a relief um what do you rate this episode um maybe a six i think i was just thinking you are you read my mind yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah i agree with you um well, that's been our show. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, that's everything. Okay, well, that's been yeah, our show. Looking forward to the next episode. Woo! Looking forward to our next uh, location. The next episode is our official midpoint. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, and please leave us a review. Send us an email. Alicia, what do they do? Um, you have to email us and predict where we're going to be next in the town. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you get it right, you get a prize. <laughs> <laughs> it's a log. It's a log. <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> Shh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like and subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter at LogLadiesPod. Um, and thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye, thanks. Guys. Bye.